Welcome to MZBC, the podcast for January the 26th, 2022. Is it the 26th? Yeah, sorry, I had a little malfunction there with it the thing, so we tried to start the music over yet. January 26th. 6th, yeah. Time's yeah. flying by when me and Mike here. We took last week off uh, for some reason. Sickness. Mike was sick, trying to spread COVID. What was funny, I was thinking, was the week before that, you were in here coughing, remember? And even on the podcast, go back and watch the video, I said, don't be spreading COVID in here. The next Wednesday, you test positive. So I don't know if it was hanging around for a week or what. I, it, what's ironic about it is last Tuesday is when I start feeling bad. Uh-huh. And where I was working today is where I was working when I got sick. Oh. I, like, I hope I don't get sick from being <laughs> Same place again. Same same truck, same exact place. COVID is just making its round again. Um, thankfully, this little testing site behind us right here in the parking lot, no one goes there anymore. That's a good thing. That means no one's worried about getting COVID, I guess, this week. There was like two weeks there where that line was all the way down the road out here. 100 cars deep, and I was, I, even, I told you, I think I told you guys, I even called the guy, like, should we be having church? Like, should I be really concerned about what's going on? And mm-hmm. his exact words were, just give it two weeks. He's like, two weeks, it's going to run its course. People should wear masks maybe when they're in your building. But other than that, just keep rocking and rolling. Uh, and we did. Some people wore masks. Some people still chose not to, whatever. Um, and we haven't had any massive outbreaks. So, Lord willing, that will continue to be the case, and we can I think it's, well, I don't, I don't know how it affects everybody. It just felt like the flu to me. Yeah. I think it, I don't know anything about it. Totally novice speaking totally from the point of view that I have no facts about, but it definitely has to do with like your shape. Are you in shape? Are you out of shape? How bad it affects you? I think it has to do with just your overall health. If you're an unhealthy person, it hits you really hard, which probably sounds like, duh, I know that, uh, but (laughs) Some people like you get it, and I, I don't know, the last time you worked out or exercised was probably high school, but you work. So, I mean, you move your body and do different things. I think people that maybe don't as much, it affects a little more. But mm-hmm. I'm going to concur what you said. Everybody that I've known it said it feels like the flu. Mm-hmm. And so I really just think it's going to be one of those things that we're going to have to just get used to. Like, people are going to get COVID moving forward, and... Um, it's not going to be as bad thanks to medications and different things. Now, if another one jumps out there and it's the granddaddy of them all, then we'll have to reevaluate. But right now, we can keep rocking and rolling. I guess so. Get off the the vaccine and just go straight for the whiskey shots. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it helps with the like sore. When all this stuff started in 2020 throat. and you know, it's seemed to be hitting people pretty hard. I mean, taking people's lives. Yeah. I said, just, I told Haley, they're like, they're starting to work on a, a vaccine. Uh, I think Corona's been around for for a long time, but this may have just been a different strand. Mm-hmm. So they were trying to come up with a vaccine for that strand. I was like, well, let's just all go to the liquor store. And let's get whiskey. I said, what are you talking about? It's like, have you ever had a, a bad shot of whiskey? I said, whiskey doesn't go bad. It doesn't get infected. It kills everything it comes in contact with. What was the scripture we used in our training this week? I will not cause my brother to stumble. So. Stumble, whatever that stumbleness looks like. Yeah. yeah, and for a lot of people, it's probably whiskey. So it Mike in no way is saying that if you think No, I'm cut. not promoting drinking. I'm, it's purely for health health reasons. <laughs> purely for health reasons. Uh, and, and comic. What's funny, when I first um, moved to Georgia, there was an older man that we met. I don't know if we met him at church or where, but um, I had a sore throat one time, and he gave me this little jar of something. And later I learned it was honey, whiskey, maybe some lemon, something mm-hmm. or another it made my throat stop hurting mm-hmm. um it would take take a little teaspoon every time your throat started to get scratchy so i did that it worked so i'm not knocking the whiskey idea it was okay it works pretty it's good it's good if you use it properly if you use it properly yeah. that's right in the it right is. setting it really is in the right setting yeah so two weeks since we we didn't get together last week so it's only been one week i asked mike before we got started here um 
did you watch the NFL playoffs this week? What was your response? So, yeah, I recorded them. <laughs> <laughs> so you could do what? What'd you say? I could go back and watch the films. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to go back and study the film like the players and the coaches do. So yeah. he's really embracing this uh, sports and football. Go and team. Go team. Go team. Yeah. So uh, NFL playoffs happened. Um, that was a lot of fun. If you watched them, they were great. Um, shout out to our boy David out there. His Auburn basketball team, number one in the nation for the first time ever. So what do they say? War Eagle? I've been saying a lot of uh, anti-slogans that I'm against lately. I had to say Go Dogs" in my sermon on Sunday because mm -hmm. they won. And so Go Tigers, War Eagle. Still keep I don't get into the debate with Auburn on if they're the Tigers or War Eagles because trying to explain how Alabama Crimson Tide's mascot is an elephant is something that I have a hard time explaining. Yeah, you know, every so. time I, I hear that, that's slow. I don't I don't even who Crimson Tide is, but it's I, I don't think of football. I think of the female. Oh, you think? <laughs> Wow. He thinks I like, of a certain time of the month, and that's nasty, Mike. Uh, I was thinking you were going to say. Is that like their motto? I mean, what is it's that? It's not their motto. You know, Alabama now, you switch gears on me. I thought you were talking about was that their motto. No, no Crimson Tide. So I mean, what? explaining that is like something I had to Google because apparently back in the day, let's say in the 30s or 40s, they said that our football team was walking out of the tunnel before the game coming onto the field, and we were so big that we looked like a crimson tide, like the tide rolling in. And I guess an elephant just represents that. Like, we're massively big and strong. I don't know. Stronger than an eagle or a, um, I would even say a tiger? tiger. But don't say that too loud. David will get upset. Um, definitely stronger than a bulldog. No matter how you shake it out, you know, that's how it happens. I thought you were going to say Crimson Tide, the movie. Wasn't there a wasn't there wasn't a, movie? a submarine movie or something? Submarine, yeah, was it? yeah, yeah. I think that was it. So that's what I thought you were going to say. So when no, you said that. No, I don't know. It you just, totally threw me off with the other thing because that's something what I try I think not of. to think about. Yeah. This is what you think. <laughs> you know what? I did not picture you as a guy that would ever think of that. So, so football happened. Mike got sick. The church, uh, what do we do? We just, everything's been normal for here. The, the, the corner is under construction now, so that's kind of new in our life. They started dem demolishing. Yeah, I pulled in the parking lot, and it's like, well, there's a building missing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, I pulled around the corner yesterday, and they had a, what you just told me is called an excavator. Excavator. Uh, excavator, yeah. So they had this massive excavator. Levi calls them an excavator. <laughs> excavator. <laughs> I like that. Uh, they had this excavator, and it was just wiped out the side of a building when I came around the corner. And I was like, oh, wow. I did not know this was happening this quick. So that was a cool thing. We've been trying to get through this process for many, many years to get that corner um, out of our ownership to be able to move forward. And so that happened. And it's just a, a huge blessing um, from God. The people that he put into place to make that happen, the people he's put into that place to um, make the, the new restructuring of loans and finances, all this stuff, all Christian people. So that's cool because you don't always deal with that. Um, so they're all believers. And then today... Makes I, life a little easier. Extremely, extremely, um, especially when you're dealing in business, when you got to be able to trust people's word and um, think that they have your best interest at heart and stuff like that. And then today I was able to meet some of the guys working up around the corner of the demolition crew and the general contractor they're all super nice and um, really kind people so just a really good god thing happening on that corner and and god's so cool he even let the developers uh, plan on putting the dunkin donuts in there so that's that's even better you know he knew we needed that leave church on sunday grab some donuts and coffee and, and get out of there you so said that, what was the sandwich I, I need to try from there Grilled cheese? Is that oh, it? Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Is that um, it? it? It is a grilled cheese, but I forget what they call it. They call it something else. But, yeah, you should try it. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. I was telling Haley about that. <laughs> I'm glad my word makes it around. <clears throat> Not the sermons and the Jesus preaching. It's what you should order you from see, Dunkin' See, I have a prime example of why I don't go out and eat public very much. Uh-huh. When I'm in my service truck, which I am tonight, I, I can't pull through a lot of drive-thrus. Yeah, too I tall. can't pull through any drive-thrus. Mm-hmm. So I go down here to the Taco Bell, mm. and you got to order on the computer now, the kiosk. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. 
So I'm in there, and I'm the only one in there. And there's people in the drive-thru going through. I order, pay. It's like, all right, we'll call you when it's ready. So I stand off the side. But while I'm ordering, a guy walks in the door, walks up to the counter. Well, they take his order. And I don't know what he ordered. He, but they're over there taking his order. And then I get done, and I stand off the side, and this couple walks in, and they order on the kiosk. And I'm standing off there to the side. Well, the guy that walked in after me walked up to the counter, got his food, and walked out. I was like, well, maybe he didn't order as much as I did. I don't know. <laughs> so standing there, and another guy walks in, and he walks up to the counter, and she's like, well, you got to use the kiosk. So he turned around, he's ordered. Well, the, the couple got their food. They ordered after me. I was like, all right, did I not do something right Yeah, here? you didn't hit finish or something. Yeah, I said, because I paid. I know I paid. <clears throat> well, anyway, the guy that walked up to the counter, the first guy, he comes back in. And he did another order. I was going to say, he was going to order another. He something ordered else something else. And then... Uh, he got his order. I was like, his second order. Yeah, second. I was like, all right, let me go check, make sure I did this right. And I mean, there's been like five people through the drive-through. I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> so I walk up there. I said, hey, did I do my order right? And what's your name? And I see they're they get on a little pad and they're like scrolling back. So what's your name? I said, it's Mike. Yeah, we got it. We're coming up now. It's like, okay. I said, I was making sure I did it right. They skipped you. Skipped me. Yeah. I said, like, yeah. Breeze right by you. So 15 minutes later, I walked out Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. I know you didn't like, uh, you don't like going out, and that's why it was so amazing that you actually went out to lunch with us like two weeks ago. And I couldn't hear a thing y'all were saying. Because you were at the other end of the table? or Yeah, and it was loud in there. Yeah. Oh. We probably weren't saying anything exciting. I mean, y'all had like five conversations going on. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I forgot. We like to go out and socialize, and you do not. Now, if we would have been talking about Jesus, you would have been the loudest one in there. Yeah. But if we're talking about chips and salsa, you kind of back away. And I know you and Heather got in some kind of discussion about sauce. And sauce. then I was watching your son, like, devour a bucket of chips and cheese. I was like... <laughs> I want to reach over, but I might lose a finger. I told you that was that's our fault. We spoiled him from day one. He used to he used to only order cheese dip and like a taco. So he thought that for the longest time that that cheese dip was only for him. And so when we get it with other people, we're always like, "Hey, dude, you got to share that, man." Like those people don't know like how we roll. You got to like share that with them. So then Levi got excited and went to sleep. Made his lap. Yeah. He was having a good. He's taking after his dad. He's having a good time out too. Mm-hmm. So you're training him up, right? Couldn't, can't take us out nowhere. <laughs> out in the woods, <laughs> out on the water. <laughs> so what else has been going on? <clears throat> um, so church was good on Sunday. Uh, I was surprised at the the weather a couple weeks ago. I felt really. We had to actually cancel church. I felt really bad because as soon as like I started getting phone calls and texts that morning at like seven o'clock in the morning, like hey. I think they're going to close the highways. These snow flurries are supposed to be here, all this kind of stuff. And so I wake Heather you up. You know, as like, Southern Georgians, we, we kind I'm of. I'm telling you, if you even put on the news. If, if, you, if it snow, rains too hard, we kind of start flip, freaking out a little hilarious. bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm from Southern Alabama. I'm, I'm even further than that. And if it, I, I guess I wasn't in church growing up, so I don't know if they would have canceled or not. But so we did end up canceling. And, and as we were canceling and, and it was getting to be church time, there was like no snow it was just raining i was like did we really cancel church for for rain and then like about 30 minutes later some snow flurries came in and i felt way better when it was snowing after canceling church i was like man god did i just did we just get punked out by you know a little bit of weather but i felt better that other churches canceled too so um no one got too upset they were waiting on everybody else to to make a move and then yeah it's like follow the trend I was looking at it for everybody's safety. We made a snowman. It was like nine inches tall. That was all the snow. Y'all have to forgive me. I still got the sniffles. So just <laughs> look, look past it. COVID over here this week. So that's got okay. some congestion in the nostrils. <laughs> 
Yeah, so that's everything has been good. In my life, I played golf the other day. Played okay. I mean, it's all right. I'm just giving up on getting better at golf. It's just now I look at it as something that's fun. I'm just going to enjoy it. So you should have went to work with me the other day because mm-hmm. I was right over there by Top Golf. Oh, by Top Golf. Mm-hmm. I would have probably left you. I'm like, Mike, I'm going to be across the street. It's like, if you ain't going to help me, you shouldn't even be here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to go to Top Hope Golf. Hope you got Uber's number. I like to go to <laughs> Yeah. I like to go to Top Golf for some reason when I'm there. I feel like I hit the golf ball way better. And then, like, the next couple of times I go play golf, I feel like I hit the golf ball better. I don't know what it is about Top Golf because they have the most generic clubs, generic golf balls, nothing's fancy, and it just works. Is it a possibility you could try too hard? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly the possibility, Mike. That's exactly the problem. Um, I saw a meme the other day because anytime you go uh, take a lesson or someone tries to tell you how to play golf, they tell you, don't swing as hard. You're swinging way too hard. Like, quit swinging so hard. You're making it way more difficult than you need to and all this. And I saw a meme that said, like, yeah, all these people that are trying to tell me to quit swinging so hard are just scared I'm going to beat them, so I'm not listening to them. So, so I just keep swinging as hard as I can, trying to hit as far as I can. That's not working out well, but I'm I'm trying to – Now, sw- doesn't, doesn't a lot of the, the club and stuff have the energy to move the ball? Yeah, yeah. You sound like a golf instructor. They're just like – let the club do the work. Just turn. It's all in the hips. Let you, it's all <laughs> in the hips. Uh, you saw Happy Gilmore before. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah but, I like, mean, you don't have to get up there and, like, try to knock the letters off the ball, do you? You don't have to. But I'm taking your word. I don't know. You don't have to, but I do. Um, I guess you just see. I'd probably people. be like you. I'd throw my back out. Trying yeah, you would. <laughs> Someone that's never played before, you might not throw your back out, but you would you could there's a chance of getting hurt. But so I played golf the other day. It was good. I'm like I said, I've just embraced the fact that I'm not very good, but it's a fun sport, so I'm gonna keep going at it. So I like it. And my son's starting to pick it up, like we go to the driver range together, so even if I wanna be the cheesy dad, like we just do those things together. So every now and then I ask him, Hey, you wanna go to the driver range? and he's like on his video game or doing whatever, and he looks at me like, Nah and then some days he's like, Yeah, I'll go and so I try to get him to go just to hang out. It's like that cat's in the cradle thing. One day they're going to be gone and you're going to miss them, so you got to like make all these memories. Your son's still super young. I think I'm having this midlife crisis where my daughter's 17 and my son's 13. I'm like, dude, I'm actually growing up. Like I'm actually getting older. I call a, a young man just called me on the way here, uh, a church member, and he was uh, just talking about stuff. And I said, how old are you? And he was like, 25. And I'm thinking whoa because i remember him from youth group mm-hmm. and i was like you were supposed to say 21 or 22 like you saying 25 threw me off and so this life is moving man it's moving fast and we're just trying to keep up and do what we do i was having fun the other day with levi was it yesterday day before i can't remember now i'm back at work so i can't keep track everything goes together <clears throat> we were cleaning out the fire pit in the backyard and went to northern and bought a wagon you pull with the lawnmower oh yeah and it dumps so levi wanted to help me clean it out so, all right so when me and you get home we'll clean it out so that's what we did yesterday and he had his little shovel his size and then i had a shovel and we're sitting there digging it out and digging it out and it's like we were talking like you know like he was grown it's like hey you dig right there and i'm gonna dig over here and he's digging and <laughs> We'd load that wagon full of ash. I was like, all right, we'll hop in. So he'd hop in the wagon, and we'd drive out behind the fence. I was like, all right, pull this handle, and he'd pull it, and then I would push it over, and he'd yeah. dump it. It's like, all right, we'll, we'll pull up a little bit, and we'll, you know, get all of it out and pull up. I was like, this is awesome. Is that, is that good? He goes, yeah, that's good right there. <laughs> he really felt like he was doing something. Yeah, yeah. he'd clean it out. Yeah. It was great. It's like, this is awesome. He was driving the lawnmower. Yeah. You can't beat uh, having kids and just hanging out and and doing those kind of things. Some of those basic things, like you guys cleaning out a fire pit, are like some of the most memorable times, you know, like some of the things you have in your life. I remember so many random things with my dad and growing up and helping him outside or my grandfather or whatever. And it's like, I remember some of the sports stuff that we did together because he was always my coach or whatever. 
my teams were always terrible, so I don't really remember any of those kind of like championships or anything. If I was my brother, I would. That's all I would remember because he won all the time. As you can tell, I have no animosity towards that. But I never won anything, and so I don't have those <laughs> memories. <laughs> but I remember. Uh, if it you makes know. you feel any better, I've never been on the championship team either, sir. <laughs> we have something else in common. But I remember uh, <laughs> working around the house and being outside, working in the house, doing different things. So those things are super uh, important in, in kids' lives and in their parents. So um, I kind of think nothing else going on around here. It's pretty. It's been pretty chill. Um, life is just kind we'll of. We'll put the word out. We're going to start back our Wednesday night Bible study. Yeah. Yeah, so that means we're going to have to start. That's, that's been years, hasn't it? It's definitely, so COVID's going on year two now almost, year and a half, 19, 18, 19 months. Um, and we stopped probably six months or so before that. Yeah, going on two years. Um, I was telling you before we started, uh, Bible studies are, are hard to pick. Like, what are we going to do? Because you have to think about the group that you're going to be teaching and who's going to be in the class. And what I found this week, at looking at, like, I'm going to say 30 different Bible studies. They all start from salvation, it seems like, and then tries to take you through the basic steps. And, and my th- whole thing is like, but we're past that. Like the people in, in my mind and, and the people that are going to be coming to a Wednesday midweek Bible study, they know who Jesus is. That's why mm-hmm. they're in the room. And so we don't need we're to start. We're hoping so. Well, we're hoping so. You're right. You said well, they may not all be saved. And I said, yeah, they are. But then I started thinking like, that's true. Just because they're here every Sunday or whatever, they might not be. That's because you you know your job don't mean you're good at it. Now, that's a fact. There's walking evidence of that everywhere um, a lot of the times. But, yeah, so trying to pick that out. But, yeah, Wednesday, do you remember the date? Um, February 16th, isn't it? You remember the date better than me. Good job, yeah. I I actually saved the the email. I can't believe I remember that. That a boy. I must be. Fired up, man. So February 16th, we'll be rocking and rolling here, 6.30. Um, if you guys want to join us right here in the education building, yeah, we would love to have you. Uh, we're going to split the teaching up between me and Mike and a couple others that we have uh, on on our minds and hearts. Then we'll so have to find time for this, yeah. That's what I was saying. We're going to have to pick a different recording time. So we're just going to be busy for the doing the Lord's work. That's what I, I like when older people pray that. I always hear that's what they pray. God, we're just uh, happy to be you keeping us busy doing the Lord. Usually, work. when they pray that, and after church, they go home and take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because the last go, person. Go eat lunch and go home and take a nap. The last person I heard pray that was in a deacon's meeting, and I'm guaranteeing you that that person was going to take a nap when we left. So <laughs> God bless them. I'm, I'm so thankful for all that they do. Um, but yeah, everything is everything's well. The body has this. different parts. Yeah, that, that's a true statement too. And you know. The body has different parts. We're all called for different things. And what I'm seeing um, being um, around a lot of people in the last year and a half in a different role than I've been in before is we're starting to understand that a little bit. Like people are starting to grasp the, okay, I'm not called to do everything, but I am called to do something. Mm -hmm. And so how does my something fit into the whole scheme of everything? And uh, I've been encouraged by just watching people, um, even if it isn't a huge thing they're doing or whatever it, it could be huge in their life just for even being willing to teach a class or to lead a discussion or to um, volunteer for an event whatever I've just been really encouraged lately by that um, people realizing that we're all in this together you know I think I we talk about that a lot that we're all in this together I am the pastor and I'm called to lead lead the people that God has here right now and and I embrace that and I'm rocking and rolling with that but um everyone has a role in it and I think people are starting to see that, and uh, it's making us all better. So that's been cool. I was about to say before you said the Wednesday night thing is I feel like my life has just kind of fit, went into this place of calm lately. I don't know why. I feel like there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot going on. Uh, there's not a lot uh, things other than church happening. And you know, my my daughter's about to be a senior, so that kind of blows my mind. Mm-hmm. We've been doing a lot of that lately, registering for classes and even talking about college. Um, it's crazy to me. Um, so she's she's got that going. She's super smart and uh, highly motivated, more than I ever was at 17 or 18. And uh, so we're excited what's going on with her. And then my 13 year old son is is a 13 year old boy. I mean, he's just that's what they do. They play video games. They they never have homework. Believe it or not, if you ever ask a 13 year old boy, do you have homework tonight? The answer is always no. I don't think so. And, and then his mom goes and checks and 
we may be there for two hours, but we're doing that. But I've kind of just embraced it. Like it is what life is right now. I'm 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 a father. I'm a husband, pastor, friend. And I'm just trying to be the best one of, of all those I can be in. In a golfer, God, uh, golfer, barely. <laughs> I own. Let's say it this way: I own golf clubs. I would not yeah. call myself a golfer, but it is a passion. I do like it. But I'm just trying to be the best of those that I can be, mm-hmm. um, and honor God through the whole thing. I mean, it's really the whole point of it all, right? It's just try to honor God through all of it, even on those days where it's tough and you feel like you're not making any progress, or you just want someone to respond a certain way. I just go back to. Uh, these guys that have all come before us that some of these people in this book right here um, preached and taught and chased Jesus for hundreds of years and never saw one person convert, never saw their little town change or their family mm-hmm. change. And just the um, the change that I've seen just in 10 years or 14 years or whatever has been uh, amazing. It's been a lot. It's, so. it's amazing to see. Not Not so much... God moving, mm-hmm. He's always doing something. Mm-hmm. But I would say people responding to it because mm-hmm. God's always moving, He's always working, He's always doing what what God does, mm-hmm. whether we know what He's doing or we don't. But is seeing people understand it, like Levi singing the "Joy in My Heart" song. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Your kids growing up in the environment, the godly environment, and just really see them. It's like, yeah, there, there's something to this. Mm-hmm. I said that you you don't just make up something to follow, and then the world takes hold of it. Right, that, that don't work. Yeah, that don't work. If, if it does, it's called a trend. Mm-hmm. God's not a trend. And trends come and go. Yeah. obviously. Yeah, I saw some kids here past Sunday we were having our meeting and they had their pants pulled down and stuff like just following the trend that's all they're doing yeah it'll come and go yeah of course I said this this doesn't now it might come and go in your life because you choose to make it come and go but it's always here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think another thing that you and I were talking about before we got started was when we were talking about trying to pick out those bible studies that one of the difficulties that I felt as I'm trying to pick it out and I guess I'm always just thinking about is when you talk about Jesus, when you're teaching about Jesus and, and, and trying to do a Bible study or whatever about Jesus and how to live this godly life, there's only so many different ways you can say it. It, all, it always boils down to the same thing. What did you, know? you say earlier about it? Uh, I probably could Same old, same old. <laughs> yeah. Because Jesus is the same old. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I said. All these Bible studies are the same. Like, yeah. you just, there's salvation. He died for your sins. This is how you honor him. This is how you live your life. Now, they may say it in a different way. And I, I got to the point where, yeah, they're the same old. Because Jesus is the same. Not, nothing has changed. And, and so you got to, I think that's why it's so important for us to keep doing what this, what we're doing, and just doing the um, uh, intentional trying to relationship thing with people and trying to make sure we're invested in people's lives because it can become repetition. It can become like just monotonous, just over and over and over of the same old stuff. And I think that's when maybe why sometimes people burn out on church. They come for a couple of years and they're like, yeah, this Jesus thing is pretty cool. And like year three, they're like, okay, these guys are still talking about the same thing. Okay, I understand that Jesus is awesome and he died for so it's the application. It's to put it into your life. Like, how do you actually go out and live that? That's what I want to know. Like, I want to know how did he affect you this week? How is he working in your life? And how can that be a part of my life? Which why I think I like talking about how God put all these people in place for this corner and how God continues to put people in place as we are just doing different things around the church and the people he associates us with. And all that is Jesus working in your life. It's like the real life living it out. It's it's you and Levi doing those things together, you and your wife hanging out, um, me, me and my family doing things together. It's like all those things play into this, this is to Jesus' life. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's a lot of kids and I would say spouses out there that what they witness from the leader of the family, if we're going to say it um, that way, like the husband, um, that they wouldn't see that godly example. They would see something totally different. There's people that, see, that are single moms that 
don't do it as well as other people that we see the ones that are living for Jesus. And so what kids see and what this world is and what, you know, the examples that are out there are not always great. And so that's why, even though it may seem repetition over and over and over, I think it's obviously so important that we keep doing it because, like you said, there's just a, there's just something going on right now in the air and the just <laughs> I had to quit saying in in our aura because I realize um, through my wife and other people that aura has some negative um, connotations about it. Like people, when you say aura, they think you're like talking like space age. It's a little crystal ball out. type stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, whoa, bro, what is going on? I wasn't saying that at all. I'm just saying like our aura, like what's going on around us. In our world, there's definitely a, a, a change for the good I see happening in people and in myself and, and the people I'm close to and, and just young people that I speak to in our young adult area, in our, in our college ministry. Um, even when I talk to some of the students at the high school and stuff, there's a whole generation of kids out there that are, that are honestly and earnestly seeking after God, and I think that's a really cool thing. I'm just tired of the same old, same old everyday thing. and. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, you can take music, no matter what genre you listen to, it's all basically going to have the same foundation to it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're, they're just tired of it, and they want something new. So mm-hmm. to them, this is all brand new. Mm-hmm. It's like he's doing a new thing. It's like, And then when you start reading into it and you do apply yourself to him and you make yourself willing to be taught and changed by God mm-hmm. it's like man there's, there's something to this yeah it'll change your life <laughs> if you want if you want something different in your life go to the same old book yeah. that's true if you want something different just keep going back to the same old same old it's like they're just tired of <clears throat> what the world has to offer I think that's the name of the podcast tonight same old same old same that's old good. same old podcast tonight so we are going to jump into the scriptures tonight we're in john chapter 10 i told someone this week i feel like we've been doing john for over a year but hey we're taking our time through it you're definitely gonna pick up on the concepts mm-hmm. of john and, 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 and one thing i did finally get to do last week since i had all that time on my hand mm-hmm. is i went back and watched a movie i watched the whole movie crimson tide one city no it was <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know why I think that way. The Crimson Tide is maybe it's because I share a bathroom with my wife. That's or something. what it is. Yeah, it's like anyway. <laughs> what movie did you watch? Uh, it's called Paul the Apostle. Okay. And what is this on? It's on Paul. Watch it? How do you watch it? It's Netflix, uh, or? we we bought the movie. Oh, okay, it's a movie. <laughs> Are you saying that? Like, I'm being a complete idiot right now, but, I mean, there's, like, so many. I don't know. It's like, how do you, I, it's a movie. I watch it on TV. Yeah, well, there you go. How, how many ways you watch a movie? I don't know. Like, 20. But, anyways, so you paid for this movie. Paul, the Apostle. We've had it probably two or three years. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I can't remember how to pronounce his last name, but it's John, John something. He played Jesus. In the Passion. Okay. John, uh, it starts with a C. I, I can't really pronounce it. Well, in this movie, he plays Luke. And it's it's not <clears throat> your typical cheesy uh, Christian movie. Because mm-hmm. a lot of them, they, they really are. They're just cheesy. Mm-hmm. But the deal is it takes place in Rome. And the reason I decided to watch it last week is because the movie they they talk so quiet in it, but then there's, you know, fighting scenes and it you know it'll bust your eardrums. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you ever tried to watch a quiet movie with a five year old in the house. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't work too good. <laughs> and anyway, I watched it. It's done really good. It's basically the entire movie is Paul is in Roman prison on mm-hmm. this second or third stint and Aquila and Priscilla have their uh, compound there that they're bringing in Christians in the Roman city and this is the time Emperor Nero is in charge 
and he's killing Christians. Half of Rome burnt down. Nero done it, mm-hmm. but he blamed the Christians. So all Christians are public enemy number one. Paul's in prison, and Luke is going in there. He's sneaking in at night, taking care of Paul, and he starts to write his letters down. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember which ones we got, but it's some of the probably you know Corinthians, Colossians, Ephesians, stuff like that. Timothy, he wrote a letter to Timothy. <clears throat> End of the movie, uh, Paul's beheaded. Uh, Luke saves the centurion's daughter. She was drowning, and you know, in her own blood and her lungs, and it has pagan rituals in it, and Christians being burned alive at the stake. That's what they call Roman candles is where oh, they wow. come from. They would find Christians, hang them up on poles, throw oil all over them and light them on fire to light the streets at night. And that's where circus come from because he would capture the Christians and push them into the, the Colosseum and let them get eaten alive by wild animals, and that was their entertainment. They called it the circus. Uh, is that a true statement true. about the Roman candles yes. and the circus? Yeah, that's true. I didn't, so the little fun things we light up and just... Now, I don't know if that's where we come, but <laughs> in that time, it was called Roman candles. All right. And it's all true. Wow. Uh, wow, it, it moved me. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a movie, but it was based on this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Paul, you know, he he was beheaded. And he, of course, through, through the movie, he's being haunted by his time of Saul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Run! He would kind of flash back and chasing these people down and killing kids. And and when he's in a cell at night, he's dreaming and he's seeing all these people's faces. Mm-hmm. So it was it was pretty moving. Sounds pretty good. It's heavy. It's it's good. I recommend it. Paul the Apostle. That's Paul what it's the Apostle. Yep. And John, you don't know who the person was. I want to say Cerveza, but that's beer. But uh, I cannot. John Cena? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, Google Paul the Apostle and it'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Googling things is always a good thing to do um, on a podcast as people can't see what you're doing. Yeah. Paul the Apostle movie. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I see it. How do I get it? Google Play, Amazon.com. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, that's it. The cast. Jim, see it. The first guy there. Let me see. My eyes are bad. How would you say that? Yeah. Uh That played Luke? Yeah, that's him. Oh, man. Huh? If I had to say this name. Now, my buddy in Texas can say it, but I can't. I would say his name is Jim... Is it Jim? Yeah. I thought it was John. No, it says Jim. Is it Jim? Caviezel? That sounds good. Caviezel? It's not Cerveza. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Jim Cerveza. C-A-V-I-E-Z-E-L. Caviezel. I don't know. I never heard of him before. Now, he also played... I looked up John Cusack. It wasn't him. Uh, I think he actually played Jesus in The Passion. Oh, and, the, and that the, Mel Gibson the, did, The Passion? Oh, gotcha. He played Jesus. Oh, he was Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a... It It was good. You recommend it. Yes. Yeah, I do. Good. Paul the Apostle. It says Paul, Apostle of Christ. I don't know if you watched the the link I sent out during Christmas that had the the Chosen Christmas special. Did you watch it? I got the email, but I did not watch it. Never could watch it. It was decent. They're working on season two of The Chosen right now. So that's pretty good. I recommend that one highly. It's just a, it's a real accurate description of this. Uh, it does add a little bit of stuff to I the story. I think they kind of go between the lines, maybe like a little filler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, too. I don't, I don't think they're getting away from the Bible. Yeah. They're probably just using what they thought may happen like, between really been in this person's A and life. B. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Like home life. You don't you don't hear a lot of home. Yeah, life. a lot of their home life stuff they obviously had to make up because God's word does not. Other than a couple of families that Jesus went into and talked to the father and, and the whole family was saved or healed their healed Lazarus. You know the death of Lazarus mm-hmm. is coming up next week. Um, but yeah, 
So further conflict over Jesus' claims is what we're talking oh, about. Oh, we're going to read now? Yeah, we're going to get the Bible. <laughs> Spiritual blindness was a couple weeks back, and then Good Shepherd was what we talked about last time we came. Jesus basically said, and he's going to say it again in what I'm about to read, but basically my sheep know my voice, and I know, mm-hmm. and I know my sheep. And so the question was, does Jesus know you? Like, does, does he know you? Are you living for him? Uh, we talked about being a good shepherd and what that meant, um, being a good shepherd, taking care of your flock, and always be, uh, being aware of what's going on with them, and leaving the one, or leaving the 99 to go grab the one, um, always important. And so we get to this one. It's in verse 22, John chapter 10, verse 22. It says, uh, Then came the festival of dedication in Jerusalem, and it was winter, and Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews who were there gathered around him, saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Uh, I just think it's, I'll pause there for one second. I just think it's interesting. This is like the third time that um, even though they doubt him extremely and are trying to find a reason to. Um, disprove or, or, or show that he's not who he says he is they keep following him around yeah they keep, keep bugging being him where, yeah they keep being where he's at so even though they maybe didn't believe him or whatever i just think it's interesting that they there keep, there was some reason they kept following him and that god keeps making them go in his presence like they don't know that god's making them but god keeps putting them in this guy's presence mm-hmm. over and over and over uh, in verse 25 it says jesus answered i did tell you but you didn't believe the works I do in my Father's name testify about me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. He says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one can snatch them out of my Father's hand and I and the Father are one. I think it's important for us to just point out the fact in 28 and 29 right there when people talk about uh, sin in their life or walking away from God um, I, maybe that's where the, the thought of losing your salvation comes into it but Jesus reassures them here I give them eternal life and they shall never perish and no one will ever snatch them out of my hand and my father who has given this to me he's greater than all he said and no one can snatch them out of my father's hand I and the father are one mm-hmm. so I mean once you're, once you're Jesus's you're always can't ever lose that he says again his jewish opponents picked up stones to stone him but jesus said to them i have shown you many good works from the father for which of these do you stone me and they said we're not stoning you um, for any good work they replied but for blasphemy because you a mere man claim to be god and jesus answered them he says is it not written in your law i have said you are gods if he called them gods to whom the word of God came, and scriptures cannot be set aside, what about the one whom the Father set apart as his very own and sent into the world? Why then do you accuse me of blasphemy because I said I am God's son? Do not believe me unless I do the works of my Father, but if I do them, he said, even though you do not believe me, he said, believe the works, that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am the Father. Says again, they tried to seize him, but he escaped their grasp. I just was picturing Jesus like, whoa, whoa, like doing the little <laughs> back and forth. Yeah, like when they jump through the tires of the group. I never thought about Jesus being athletic, but it says they oh, tried. No to, touchy. They tried to grab him. Slap him, him. <laughs> But he escaped their grasp, and so that's just funny picturing Jesus trying <clears> to <throat> juke and move out of the way. And then it says, then Jesus went back across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing in the early days, and there he stayed, and many people came to him, and they said, Though John never performed a sign, all that John said about this man was true, and in that place many believed in Jesus. And so again, we find these uh, Jewish leaders, all these people just trying to find reasons to not believe what they are seeing with their own eyes. They Mm -hmm. see it happening. They don't want to believe it because it's not happening in the way that they thought it would. And Jesus says, look, even if you don't believe um, what I'm saying, if you, even if you don't believe that I'm telling you I'm the son of God, okay, cool. Don't believe that. Just believe what you see right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what you think. No, oh, you, you own it. I could tell by the when the way you were reading. I was like, he's in it, well, man. I, <laughs> he is going. <laughs> 
almost felt like I was um, falling into Sunday morning preacher right there. So I was trying to stop. You got being, preacher mode. I was, stopping, <laughs> I was trying to slow down on getting all hyped up. So I'm being respectful. I said, I want to step on the preacher's I was toes. Pass the mic to you. What was interesting with a couple of things I found out about that, they're always there. You can't lose your salvation. Then me and you got into this discussion right here like, okay, I'm confused here. Help me out, Mike. And we went back and looked at the psalm that Jesus is referring to here. Then I'll just read the sentence, and then maybe you can try to explain it the same way you did right before we started because I thought that was very good. Maybe that'll make sense. But Jesus answered them when they said, look, we're not stoning you for any good work you did in verse 32. He says, but we're stoning you for blasphemy because you you're a mere man in their eyes he said you're claiming to be god and this was jesus answer and this is what kind of confused me earlier said jesus answered them and he said is it not written in your law that i have said you are gods so just break tell me where that's coming from mike he's saying it's already written in your scriptures Mm -hmm. that you are i have said you are gods where did he say that and what was he saying well, he's quoting Psalm 82, 6. And you said David did not write that one. No, it was Asaph. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one thing that you and I both agreed on, it's like this is not a good time to leave our study Bibles at home. <laughs> that is true, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm in the service truck. I got a new King James here. And uh, yeah, I'm not and sure which one you've like, got. I have said you so, were gods, and the words just all went together. I mean, I was confused. So, So I put a call in. To my medical advisor. Yeah. Because she was at home with my study Bible. And um, what was that? 32. I'm on, and she took a picture of it, sent it to me. What verse was that? The one uh, we just read was 33. 34. 34, yeah, right yeah. after. And the study Bible says Jesus' point in quoting Psalm 82 6 was that if human judges can, in some sense, be called God. In uh, the scriptures, this designation is even more apparent for himself, appropriate for himself. So kind of cut the picture off on that one. So I was just trying to comprehend it uh, like you because there was a person that we used to have fellowship with. Out of all the Bible that we did talk about, he got hung up on that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how he was hung up on it, but he, this is something he always brought up. I'm not sure if he, if he wanted to be that Mm -hmm. or it just stuck out in his mind and he wanted to know. And kind of the way I was kind of picturing it, because when you, when I'm reading and the way my brain tries to function is look at all of the Bible. Mm -hmm. What does it all say from what I can remember of it? And basically it was like, if you're going to stone me for me calling myself the son of God and I and the father are one, then you've got to stone yourself too because you're taking all of the Old Testament and basing your life on it. So you're claiming to be a God yourself, like kind of God over the world, like a good steward. Mm -hmm. So it's like. If you're going to stone me, you've got to stone yourself, too. Mm-hmm. I think it's also important, you can keep going, but it's the little G God. Yeah, it's, it's the little G, mm-hmm. not, not, not the big G. And so the way I was trying to, let me read the psalm, the beginning of the psalm where he's quoting from. He said Psalm 82. It, it starts out like this. It says, God, God presides in the great assembly. He renders judgment among the gods with the little G. He says, how long will you define, uh, defend the unjust and show partiality to the wicked? Defend the weak and the fatherless. Uphold the cause of the poor, poor and the oppressed. Rescue the weak and the needy and deliver them from the hand of the wicked. The gods, with the little g, know nothing. They understand nothing. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I said, you are gods, little g. You are all sons of the Most High. But you will die like mere mortals. You will fall like every other ruler. Then it ends just saying, rise up, O God, judge the earth for all the nations are your inheritance. So what, what, what he's saying here over here in John is, you look, you've read the Psalms. You know all of these old, mm-hmm. these old Testament things where he said, you all are God. You are all I, sons uh, of the Most High. I'm going to read the NIV version mm-hmm. I pulled up on my phone. Yeah, it's eight, eight verses. It's short. I think I'm starting to understand a little bit. 
God presides in the great assembly. He renders judgment among the gods. So God is over the little gods. Big God over the little gods. How long will you defend the unjust and show partiality to the wicked? And there's some notes, plural, uh, a word of uncertain meaning here. Uh, verse 3, defend the weak and the fatherless. Uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed. Pharisees weren't doing that, were they? Okay. Rescue the weak. Verse 4, rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. They weren't doing that. They weren't doing that. No. Verse 5, the gods, little g in quotations, know nothing, which Pharisees thought they were. They understand nothing. They're not understanding what Jesus is doing. They walk about in darkness. True. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. Verse 6. I said, you are gods, little g. You are all sons of the Most High. They could be sons of the Most High. But you will die like mere mortals. You will fall like every other ruler. Pharisees were the rulers, right? Okay. Rise up, O God, judge the earth, for all the nations are your inheritance. <clears throat> so basically, they think they're gods because they have knowledge of God's word. Mm -hmm. But as Jesus said, you honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. You're nothing, and you'll never be nothing, because apart from me, you can do nothing. nothing. Yeah. So you are no God. Yeah. And so the little G guy. So, like, but I'm here performing these miracles, as it said in the earlier verses. I'm healing these people in front of you. I'm feeding all these people in front of you. I'm forgiving sins in front of you. I'm making the cripple walk, the tongue to speak, the eyes to see, and the deaf to hear. And you want to kill me for helping these people. And, and, and that's and back in Psalm. Uh, 82, he was writing about you, and here we are X amount of thousands of years later talking about you because you're doing what that psalm said you were doing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And they said that we're, we're not trying to stone you for any of those good things you just mentioned. We're trying to stone you for one thing. You keep saying that you're the you're comparing yourself yeah. to God. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. It's like, but if... It's like if you don't believe that I am the Son of God, and he's and Jesus has mentioned it before, even to the people that were following him. If you don't believe in me, like you said, that's fine. But at least believe in the works. Mm -hmm. And we spoke about it this past Sunday in class. It's like if you don't believe in me, that's fine. But believe in the works. It's like why? Because God is doing the works, and if you believe in the works, you believe in the one that can perform those works. Yeah, Jesus told him, and none of the stuff that I'm doing am I doing on my own. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even know I'm to do these things. only doing the work that the one sent me to do. Yeah, I like the way the message says it in that part. Uh, it says, Jesus said, I'm only quoting your inspired scriptures. When they said, look, we're not trying to stone you for doing good <clears throat> things. We're trying to stone you because uh, you, a mere man, are claiming to be God. And Jesus said, look. I'm only quoting your inspired scriptures where God said, I tell you, you are God's. And we just read that in Psalm 82 where God did say that. Um, if God called your ancestors God's with a little g and scripture doesn't lie, then why do you yell blasphemer, blasphemer at the unique one the father consecrated and sent into the world? Just because I said I am the son of God, if I don't do the things that my father does well and good, then don't believe me. He says, but if I am doing them, put aside for the moment what you hear me say about myself and just take the evidence of your action, of the actions that are right before your eyes. He said, then perhaps uh, things will come together for you and you'll see that not only are we doing the same thing, we are the same father and son. He is in me and I'm in him. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Jesus is taking no nonsense from these fools. Yeah. I mean, he's just shutting them down. Y'all are a bunch of hypocrites. You're trying to put <laughs> blasphemy on me, but you're a bunch of hypocrites. Yeah. That's basically what it says now that we read it. More. I mean, it's kind of the same uh, angle he took when they said, you're not supposed to be healing people on the Sabbath. What are you doing? This is a day to relax. And he's like, it's like well, let me, let me run this by you. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, are you serious? You're more concerned on the day I'm helping than the fact that I just healed this person? Mm -hmm. What is going on in your heart? It's like, mm -hmm. what's going on in your world? 
And that, that's a big debate, too, the Sabbath. Well, debated, yeah, by different religions and different beliefs. I mm-hmm. mean, and I don't necessarily think that it's think that it means that you're on it's Sunday, so you just lounge around all day and do nothing, or is it more important to just uh, slow down? You know, don't be so caught up in the melee of everything going on and kind of focus on yourself, your family, your church, the people around you, stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. It's just that actually today there was a gen- the, the general contractor up here on the corner was just um, he had an interaction I guess in the last couple of weeks with the Jewish rabbi, and. Uh, you know, he, he hears that he knows that we're a Baptist church because he's here. So it's just like a, it was just interesting to me how he immediately started just telling me all the things that he disagreed with, with the Jewish religion and with this and that and about rabbis and all this. And I was just like, I, I don't know. I don't know. If any, mm-hmm. I wasn't getting into his. But he wanted to have that debate. He brought up the Sabbath and like, were we supposed to not do anything and all this stuff? So see, that's usually where I'll, I'll be They're like, well, well, what do you think? I say, well, I think I'm going to get the Bible out, and let's see what it says. Yeah. So what do you think about the Sabbath? Say, it's a day. <laughs> so if, I don't specifically know what day, but it's a day. And, and if God, <laughs> who we believe, orchestrates every moment and everything that happens in our day, if on the Sabbath God puts a need in front of us and he has supplied something so we can provide for that need, mm-hmm. I'm going to meet the need. I'm not going to think, oh, get with me tomorrow. Because I'm, I'm, before I was involved within the church, instead of just being in coming to Sunday service, yeah. there's a lot of work that goes on on Sunday here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, there is. Yeah, there is. That, that's why I'm kind of excited about Wednesday. So we, the people that do teach mm-hmm. and lead, we we can get something out of it too. Mm-hmm. We can actually be part of the congregation and not be in the front. Yeah, absolutely. So I it, love that. it helps. I love that. <clears throat> and that's why I, I think it'd be a good deal to kind of rotate it so we don't get burnt out. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's always good for every leader to be fed at some point and, and be in a Bible study or, or, or some type of thing like that. So uh, next week we get into the death of Lazarus and, and what that means and all that kind of stuff. But I think this week our main focus is um, – is that Jesus is the good shepherd that, that, that is there to guide each one of us, that we are his sheep, that he called us by name, that we recognize his voice because when he's called us by name and we've answered and, and followed what he said to do, we have reaped the blessings of that. And, and so we grow to trust that mm-hmm. and live our lives for that. And, and there's always going to be people that step into your life like these um, Pharisees and, and these Jewish leaders, and they're going to try to make you doubt what you believe and, and our reasons for doing what we do are the same as, as what Jesus gave them. Um, look, I'm not doing any of this on my own. I'm doing everything that God the Father has instructed me to do. I could care less if you believe the words that come out of my mouth or, or even what I write down. Believe what I'm doing. Like, we're serving mm-hmm. our community. We're spreading the gospel to anybody that will listen. We are, we are giving up our own personal desires to... Um, to to esteem other people higher than ourselves. And so whether or not you believe what I say or not, just believe in the one that's, that's got me doing what I'm doing. And uh, I like what Paul said. So I didn't come with you with eloquent, eloquent speech or talk. I come with you fear and trembling. Yeah. Come to tell you about Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another one you used earlier was the, the Paul scripture that said, I have become all things to all men so that some may be saved. Shall we have, Elaborate on why I was going to use that. <laughs> I don't think so because I honestly don't remember why you got there, and so I don't know if I'm going to start from the up. meeting from oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunday. No, no, we're not going to bring that up. No, so yeah, but we're not going to. It not. is great. You you talk to people, and I mean, with any any conversation, you know, I'm talking to people, or sometimes I'll listen to them, mm-hmm. and and this will start popping in my head, and I'll, I'll and I'll go. I said I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm just looking up something. <laughs> So I can look it up in the Bible and show it to them. Yeah. So it's, it's not my, like, knowledge that mm-hmm. I'm spreading. Mm-hmm. And while you were talking, I was like, that popped in my mind. They're like, does anybody have anything to add? And you're looking at all these tables, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm just like. <sighs> yeah. 
And I was going to get up. I'm tracking now. My mind was slow, but now I'm catching up to what you were talking about. So we did our leadership training this weekend, mm-hmm. and, and our whole focus, my whole focus as I was leading it was like— uh, I was just trying to survive. We, uh, <laughs> yeah. I was happy to hear later that Mike wasn't feeling well, and because he was sitting back, like rubbing his head and closing his eyes, and uh, someone said on Monday, like, "Man, Mike wasn't really feeling well." And I was like, "No, I just don't think he wanted to be in the leadership training." But and I, I said yes and yes, yes and yes. He wasn't feeling well, and yes, he didn't want to be in there. The point was, uh, we did this relational survey, uh, a DISC, D-I-S-C survey. If you've ever done one of those, just. You know, you got to find out how you relate to people. So as you're trying to lead people, how do you relate to them and how are they going to relate to you? And yeah, and exact, it's exactly what Mike said. I could have just had the whole class by saying, Paul said, I have become all things to all, all people, people so that some may be saved. Yeah. First Corinthians 9, 13, something like that. Sounds close to what you said earlier. Um, yeah, it's like I've become all things to all people. So that by doing that i might save some yeah and so that's basically what was the whole class and that's, yeah. i was going to get up at the end of the class and write it on, on the, the board do, do like the marker <laughs> drop and walk out i felt really that was another one of those things that had stressed me out during the week and because <clears> I, I i just don't want to be the boring leader teacher that brings people to a meeting and is like Da da da, but you know, just go through the. You seem a little, little on fire Sunday, yeah. but it could have been me. I no, I was feeling good because I felt like that was fun. Like I did, put that together, a little PowerPoint for us, had the little survey for us to do. The discussion in the room was really good. I thought the the food was amazing. So shout out to Jareli uh, and mm-hmm. Benjamin and Enrique and Felisa for that. That was amazing. That always helps when you put good food in people's stomach. They're way more willing to listen to what the you two have biggest to say. motivators in life: uh, food, food, and money. And money, yeah. So we had the food part covered on Sunday, but I was excited because I felt like that was a a, a good time for our leadership to grow, and we had a good time together. So yeah, and like you said, be, be all I did all do that when I got home. Yeah, that disc, and I'll put it in my bag because I was going to share it here. Yeah, and from the the numbers were 28, 31, 33, and 28, which was the 120. And then you write it on the little chart, and mine was almost almost flat line. Did you see that? It was on the flat. Your chart, your thing was pretty, what? yeah, yours is pretty steady. Yeah. yeah. What is, can you see in that little text what the S says about Mine's an I and an S, influential style and steadiness. Yeah, I would believe that. I would believe that. <clears throat> and then on the... The other page, you circle all these things. Yeah. The top one was, I can't remember what, what row it was, but then the bottom one actually had two column circles because oh. <laughs> they were both identical numbers. Gotcha. So I, it's not that I didn't want to participate. Yeah. I was not feeling. You weren't feeling well. <laughs> well, I was giving you a hard time because when, when, <clears throat> when Haley said, Mike, said he needs my help with this when I get home. I said he probably needs help adding up all these numbers. Yeah, it's just no. too many numbers. No, it wasn't. <laughs> People in the class had calculators out, so don't feel bad. Well, it wasn't that. It's I needed her to get her opinion about me because oh, yeah. I don't. That was funny. There were a lot of people in the know. room go, asking their spouse sitting beside yeah. them, hey, am I this? Am I that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she basically answered mine, and I answered hers. Yeah, and, and they were probably both spot on. Yeah. Yeah. So was mine. Mine was totally spot on. You're a, you're an SI. I was an IS. Uh, mine's an IS. No, oh, yours is an IS also. Uh, yeah. Yeah. IS. I and S. Yeah. So me and you are identical. Uh, here, I'll zoom it in for the old man yeah. eye. Oh yeah. Yeah, barely. So me and you are we're identical. We we influence people, and we are um, steady at it. <laughs> Steadily influenced. That says a lot about your personality because before I was influencing people for Jesus, I was influencing people. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't for Jesus. Mm -hmm. I was influencing us to go out on Fridays, you know, Thursdays, Mm -hmm. and influencing what we did. Hey, who's driving? (laughs) I think another word for influencer is instigator, and I've been called that before in my life. That starts with I. Uh (laughs) Just get something going and then just step out. Um, But. 
good times. So appreciate you, Mike. Thanks for being here this week. Um, glad to be back. Yes, sir. Me too. So we will uh, be back next Wednesday. We still got another week or two on Wednesdays before we jump on to, I guess, Tuesdays since our new Wednesday night Bible study is going to kick off. So join us for worship Sunday mornings, 1045, Mount Zion Baptist Church. We'd love to have you. Uh, Reclaimed like at 930. Yeah, Reclaimed, 930, right in the classroom next door. Um, we would love to have you like and subscribe, comment on this video so we can know what's going on with you guys. If you need prayers, anything like that, um, maybe let us we, know. Maybe they can give us some insight on your gods. Yeah, look up lowercase little g gods and help us understand that a little more because um, I think that was just an interesting thing we didn't have a lot of time to dive into, but um, super interesting. So uh, keep loving people, keep loving Jesus, and we'll catch you uh, next week.